Something on my mind Won't somebody please Please Tell me what's wrong doom, 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 doom. You just a fool You know you in love What you say Hey, 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 hey. Okay <laughs> What's up y'all It's Black Loud Proud And this is Straight Yak No motherfucking chaser Coming to you every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Even when I think it ain't going to be up on a Tuesday. It's going to be up on a Tuesday. And of course, this show could be about me, you, your mama, your cousin too. A little space age, history, sex, relationships, politics, entertainment, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Was there an episode this weekend? I have no idea. Um, Because that's just how lit my weekend was. I just want to share with y'all... I'm a fool in thought this week. Um, I learned a lot of things over this past weekend. And the first thing is, when you're 29 on the cusp of 30, the safest thing for you to do is just take your ass to bed. So I think I went out for happy hour on Thursday at this black-owned establishment um, here in the Washington metropolitan area, the DMV, well, excuse me, we're just the DM ever since the state of Virginia voted for fucking Trump. It's just D.C. or Maryland. We dropped VA. Fuck y'all. Because it's clear what the Commonwealth of Virginia is on. But anyway, um, the spot is called Carolina Kitchen. So Friday, Thursday night. Yeah, I'm in there. <sighs> Listen, let me tell y'all something. When you out here living a vegan life, sit your ass down because you can't do what you used to do. Thursday, I went to happy hour um, with one of my G's. Um, We were complete strangers, you know, prior to August 9, 2014. But five strangers hopped in the car and she was one of them. Um, And we went to Ferguson. Like, I'm talking about running from the cops together, ducking behind cars in the garage. Well, I was in the garage and she was like, we was in the garage and her ass was like out in the street somewhere and I'm on the phone like, gee, what the fuck? Anyway, so me and my G go to happy hour on Thursday and I'm in there like looking at chicken wings and all of this because if you don't know, I'm on a 30-day vegan challenge um, and shit been a little different since I've been on this challenge, right? So... I order a little sangria, you know. I'm like, okay, the way my fitness pal set up, the way my steps set up for the day. Because um, I'm trying to be popping on my 30th birthday in Puerto Rico. So, yeah. So, I'm like, the way my Fitbit set up, let me get a sangria. So, then... I think my G like buys everybody around. And then because the bartender like sucked, he gave us another free round or like little mixed shots. Why was I done? Like I was supposed to record this podcast with my sister Nikolai um, last week, Thursday. Man, Joe, I was so done. I think I called Nick. I don't even know if she called me. I called her and I was like, gee, I'm just done. I don't even know how I'm done, but I'm done. 
And so she was like, yeah, girl, you need to know that your tolerance and all these things is different. Okay, cool. I bet. So then Friday, because I told L.A., I told my G on Thursday, like, oh, yeah, like, let's go to Darnell's tomorrow. Darnell's is this little bar in D.C. around the corner from Howard University, right? So I'm, it's a black-owned spot. So I'm like, Thursday black-owned, Friday black-owned. Listen, I'm trying to live a black life out here. That's what I'm trying to do. Because some people are living blacker lives than me. Um, No, you can't be blacker than black, loud, proud. So shit. All right. Friday, I'm like, let's go to Darnell's. Some of my people's, like, I hit up my whole little crew. Like, yo, y'all want to go to Darnell's? Free, you know, entrance, whatever. My G was like, yo, I think Darnell's is closed. I'm like, nah, because Justice or Else, when my Ferguson St. Louis crew came out, we went there, and he said he's only open one night. So I'm online searching, like, what's up? I find a... Facebook shit for Darnell's and a flyer like, oh, they're having a 90s party. And if you know me, I live and thrive in the fucking 90s. So I'm like, 90s parties, Darnell's, I'm in this bitch. It's finna crack. Y'all with me? So yeah. Anyway, Friday I get home from work. I'm tired. 29-year-old self is like, lay your ass down. Let's just lay down. I came in here feeling like floetry. Like, mm, I'm gonna lay down. With to happy hour with my little sis um and her roommates and soon as I walk in the joint I see this guy that I was dating like some months ago or whatever whom I found out like was an alcoholic and it was kind of confirmed to me when I saw his ass in the liquor store on New Year's Eve right I wonder if he listens to this I really don't give a damn you know you're an alcoholic little daddy so hmm there it is so It was confirmed when I saw him in the liquor store. He was at work with one of his clients with him with, like, two big-ass bottles of wine. Like, yeah, I work the next 24 hours, so I'm just in here going to get right. And I'm like, I knew you was an alcoholic. I just, on each date. And then last time we went out, you got so drunk that I was like, "Mm, you go ahead, little daddy. I'm good. I'm not, no, I'm not that hard up. I'm not a fool in love, so you, you, you move on. Keep going. Keep on trucking, baby. Anyway, so I'm walking happy hour. I see him. He's trying to hug me. I'm like, mm, okay, I'm cute. All right, all right, little daddy. Then I sit at the bar. I see some of my fucking coworkers, and I'm like, <sighs> one of them really cool. She speak to me every day. And then the other one, I just can't figure out why this black woman sees me every day, and I speak to her every time I see her. And she barely opens her mouth, if at all, to speak back. That be hurting my feelings, like, real deep on the inside, but whatever. You you can't win them all. Um, I still love you, sis. So, that started off my Friday night. So, after that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to just go. If I go in the house and I don't say nothing, maybe nobody's really going to Darnell's and I can lay down and go to sleep. Lies in the seat. So, my G hit me up and was like, where you at? I'm like, at the crib. She like, oh, I'm here. I'm Damn. Okay, I'm finna get some clothes on. Anyway, long story fucking short, I go out to Darnell's and it's cracking. My whole little crew up in there. Shout out to um, my bro Ryan that came through. Um, Listen, let me tell you something. I don't know, sometimes people get intimidated by the little handful of followers that I have on Instagram or some shit, but that's not real life. I'm I'm the same OG. Like, it's cool that I have a number of people lurking around my page, I guess. Um, and it's clear that people be lurking because when I see them out in real life, they be real awkward as shit. 
um, you don't have to be awkward because I'm just like you. I'm a queen like you. I'm a, like, I'm a black person like you. It's cool. We cool. Like, you don't have to be weird because I'm not weird. Um, so I see, um, I met my bro Ryan at Justice or Else. Like, he came up. It was, like, organic, you know, like, so when I posted on Friday or whenever it was that I was going to Darnell's, he was like, okay, I'm going to fall through. So he comes through. Um, my man Red, who does the intro for Stray Gak, um, I was finna sing the wrong song, and I'm completely sober right now. What is it? I'm episode 14, 15 in. This is the first time I'm sober. You know why I'm so so sober? Because of the way this weekend was set up. I don't need nothing. All I need is water and Jesus and God. Ja Allah. That's it. That's all. Like, can't drink this week. Can't do it. Gotta be sober. I think I'm still under some influence. So Friday we went out, Darnell's, it totally cracked. And low-key, I might show up again this Friday. It just depends. On Friday, I might just have to see a man about a dog. So <laughs> that might not happen. So don't get your hopes up too high if you thought you was going down to Darnell's with me this week. So oh, what was I saying? So Friday cracked. Cool. Got up Saturday morning, went to work. Um I was so tired, but then I just decided that I wanted to go see Perfect Match. So I hit up my guy. See how I was searching for a word? Whatever. My dude, my guy, my G, my Boonopolis, whatever. I what? Listen, the man that has all the dogs, him. I'm like, yo. I want to see perfect match. So he's like, okay, what time you get off? I'm like, 5.45. He's like, all right, cool. So after I get off work, he hit me like, what's up? So we go see perfect match. Comedy, by the way. Let me just preface, before I say anything about perfect match, let me just preface this by saying that... Mm, whenever there's a black movie... You have to go see it. You have to at least go buy a ticket to see it and like go into something else. But you have to go see it. Why? Because if you know how the industry works, what they'll do is if you don't support that one random ass black movie, when a black person actually puts together a good movie with a good cast and a good script and all of that shit, and they come for to the studios for distribution, they will cite like, oh, perfect match flopped. In 2016, when we gave them money, and that's similar, so no, we're not going to give you the money. Like, that's how the industry works. Like, they do bullshit like that. Why? Because they control it, and we don't. Why? Because they're Jews, and mm, yeah, but you know what I mean. So, you have to go see it. So, I'm, like, excited. Like, there's a movie on screen with all black people in it. Boom, I'm there. One, nobody told me that Paula Patton was in the goddamn movie. Paula Patton, I do not like her. He does not like her. If y'all could have seen his face throughout the movie, that was the most entertaining thing. However, um, shout out to that black man because he sat there and took it like a G because he's a G. 
Um, but yeah, I'm not saying that it was terrible, but I'm saying that like, bruh, like even me. So afterwards I was like, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm always right. So I'm gonna be right about this and say that I shouldn't pick any more movies. That's up to you. So anyway, we get back to his crib and he's like, oh, don't you want to have a movie marathon? I'm like, yes. Not thinking about how I didn't go to bed Friday night because I was trying to be out with the youngins. So Saturday, so Saturday night, we up, we watching movies. Woodle. I saw Woo for the first time, y'all. No, you can't take my black card because I've seen damn near everything else. And I know every fucking word to poetic justice. Try me. <laughs> Run up. I don't remember saying I do to either one of you motherfuckers. Like, I know all the words to poetic justice. So, yeah, you can't take my black card, but I just saw Woo the other night. So, after Woo, I don't even remember what we started watching. Was it another movie or was it, like, Shameless? Because I've been trying to catch up to, like, season six, last Sunday's episode. So, anyway, next thing I know, I look up and I'm like, it's three o'clock. The clock, the clock sprang forward on my old ass and I haven't been able to regain my balance in my consciousness since then. I am the fuck struggling. Hence the reason why this podcast didn't make it up at midnight like I always promised myself. Because I've been struggling. Can you hear the struggle in my voice? <laughs> it's beauty in the struggle. Beauty, beauty. No, <laughs> it's, it's not J. Cole. Somebody tell Jermaine he lied because there's no beauty in the struggle. I need my extra hour of beauty rest. So anyway, so we, so I, he convinced me to stay up all night and do this movie marathon. Okay, cool. So then I spring up Sunday early, whatever. So Sunday, even though I was relaxing my mind and let my conscience be free, um, after we parted ways, I end up linking up with Tony. Tony, I hope you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday, March 15th and not April 17th. Catch up with your motherfucking episodes and be a friend. Thanks. Anyway, so I go out to this event with Tony. I get fucked up. That's all I'm going to say, because that's all y'all need to know, unless we talking face to face. Go out to this event with Tony. I get fucked up. I'm so fucked up that we go out for dinner afterwards. <laughs> we go out to dinner afterwards with my sister, Taylor, and my bro, Lionel. Check out my bro Lionel. Um, I think Lionel's website is LionelDePainter.com. I think so. Like, Lionel is the fucking beast. Let me see. Lionel. Am I spelling that right? Lionel. Duh. But you know, it's not the, it's the duh. Lionel Duh Painter, because he's the shit. Um, Lionel the Painter is clearly not his website, unless I'm not spelling this right. And I should be. Why? Because. Anyway, hit him up on Instagram. Lionel the, which is D-A, Painter. Um, He's so dope. So anyway, we're at dinner. Tony Taylor, Lionel. We out kicking it. At some point, I'm so fucked up, y'all. Like, you know how you hold it, like, your temples? Like, if you got a bad headache? So, I'm sitting there, like, trying to concentrate. I'm like, if I hold my head, I can hold my shit together. So, I'm sitting there. Lionel looks at me. He like, sis, you good? <laughs> I said, bro, at this point, I just have to go to bed. Like, go to bed. Like, good night. Like, I'm done. 
So that was Sunday night, okay? Like, I'm telling y'all, I was fucked up this weekend. On top of the fact that I didn't get my proper rest, on top of the fact that I'm old as shit. Ooh, child, I thought I looked over at that recording and I ain't see nothing I was finna say. Hmm. Hmm. It just ain't gonna be no episode this week. Hallelujah. Anyway, um... So this weekend on the internet has been completely funny. So I think it was Friday night when I'm in when I was in Darnell's that um my sis showed me the uh the post that Chris Brown put up talking about uh what he said on social media um influenced the people in Chicago. Some, I feel like somebody did this and then he posted it like, yeah, that's me. So somebody posted Chris's voice slash opinion is so powerful. Yesterday, Chris suggested going to presidential rallies in huge groups. Tonight, hundreds of people are in the streets of Chicago opposing Trump. Chris Brown, those people were already organizing, boo. In the same way that St. Louis was organizing like the day before or the same day, whenever the fuck it was. Um, in the same way that people in D.C. right now are talking about going to the Trump rally when it gets here. Here's my thing. Going to a Trump rally is reactionary. You see all these races and, you know, you hear all these things, these sound bites, these whatever, and you're reacting to that. You're not thinking, let me not say you're because we, I'm a part of your. So we're not thinking about what is the point? What's the strategy here? Like, don't, like strategy is key in organizing. So what in, what is what is your strategy? Because going out and showing up and turning up and, and I'm and let me just preface let me just backtrack and preface this with the fact that I'm not knocking anybody in the way that they choose to do things because they're doing. I just don't agree with it though. Because I don't believe in reactionary things. And I know some people will probably be like, well, princess, you, uh, yeah. I was shutting down the streets every night in D.C. I, we did, we were shutting down the streets every night in D.C. I'm starting to sound like, oh, my Lord, Jesus, y'all save me. Take me by the hand. Precious Lord. Take my hand, lead me on, let me stand as far away from Umar Johnson as possible, Jesus. We're collective people here, so let me rephrase what I was saying. Of course we shut down the streets every night in D.C. Of course we epically shut down 395 the Sunday after Thanksgiving for like an hour and a half or some change and was locked up and went to jail. But the reason why we were shutting down the streets and the highways was one, to make people feel a bit uncomfortable in the same way that we, see that Southern shit, uncomfortable. Listen, I can't say that. I can, but whatever. Y'all heard the fuck I said. Um, to make people feel uncomfortable because we were extremely uncomfortable at the rapid rate in which we were discovering the police was knocking us the fuck off after 
they killed Mike Brown. Like it was, you know, like that was the impetus for everything. So like now everything is coming out. Like this happens every day. This happens every eight hours or, you know, whatever. They knocking us off. So we were raising consciousness and making people feel just as uncomfortable as we were. But the reason why we stopped was because one, yeah, like we were stressing the police force the fuck out. But at the same time, like they was getting overtime and extra hours and shit and probably doubling up on their student loan payments and shit while we out here taking off from work and begging for coins to get people released from jail. Um, with all these fuck-ass trumped-up charges. So, you know, we realized, like, yo, like, this is reactionary to a degree, and we we must transition into being more revolutionary in our movements, in our thought processes, and the things that we do. So... Again, I'm not knocking people who showing up to these rallies, but what is the point? What is the strategy? You're not going to change the heart, mind, or vote of these racist ass people in America. This is not the first time. Like, do I remember every time of presidential lecture history? No, I'm a space age historian who specializes in civil rights, black power movement, political, intellectual, geographical genealogies. Like, I'm not into presidential election history. I don't give a fuck. So I don't know all the things. You know what I'm saying? I'm reading stuff and it's like, oh, this reminiscent of this campaign and this election season. And woo, woo, woo. of course it is, because everything in America is reminiscent of some bullshit because it is bullshit. This is bullshit. It's all bullshit. But anyway, why are we pretending like racist ass people didn't come out in 2008 and racist ass people didn't come out in 2004? And why are we pretending like racist ass people didn't show up and take the election uh, from Al Gore and give that shit to Bush? Like these are these are the fabrics of our fucking lives in America. Like. Showing up to a rally is not going to change these people's minds. And I mean, what you want to go see in person that they for real. Okay, I guess. But we must be more revolutionary and thought out in our approach. When you look at the Black Panther Party, like the shit that they was on. The reason why they were such a threat. It wasn't just because they was giving motherfuckers free breakfast. It was because. They were organized. They had a strategy. They realized that conditions supersede the consciousness of the people. So they created all of these survival programs to help people get by day to day in terms of the the necessary things in life, food, water, shelter, job, you know, communal support. Because once they can do that, then they can start talking to you. And political education was big. Like, if you were in a party, like, you knew you knew a little something. You had required readings and, you know, all of these different things. So once you get involved and people are investing in you, it allows you to invest in yourself, your knowledge of self, your knowledge of the, your, your history, your ancestors. And once you start channeling to that shit, it's a wrap. That was the threat. Not showing up to it. And I mean... Whenever I look at these things, I'm just like, yo, who the fuck organized this shit? Like, every time people, every time we reach out, like, yes, that was a victory. Like, um, 
the sister that climbed a pole and took the uh, flag down in South Carolina. You took the flag down, but them still the same racist motherfuckers in South Carolina. You know what I'm saying? More importantly, everybody was feeling all great, and I was like, nah, I ain't feeling it. Why? Because the way my intuition is set up, I just knew it was something. So when the story comes down, who and whoever else, her and whoever else organized this shit, they sitting up in the room, and they decided that a black woman should allow should allow a white man to help her up over the fence and to climb the pole to show racial solidarity or some shit. Whose idea was that anyway? Why didn't anybody in that room say, yo, no, actually, a black man need to help your ass because white people... Anyway, whatever. It's always some bullshit. And when I'm like, who is setting up this shit? Like, if they blew one of our heads off at one of these Trump rallies that we're going to, it's going to be like, damn, that's fucked up. But at the end of the day, are they going to actually find a person that blew your motherfucking head off? Are they really going to care? No. No, 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 they're not. And there's a grand probability that President Obama might not even come out and say nothing um, in in defense of the death of one of our asses. Like, I just, let's just, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Clear it up. Free your mind. The rest will follow. Mm. Come on now. Let's just think a little more strategically. Let's stop going to jail and feeding the system money like i don't know do do whatever you feel but i just want people to think deeper into this shit so this whole shit with trump something else that aggravated the fuck out of me online this weekend was um i'm just over this whole like virgin hole dichotomy like Aisha Curry or whatever Aisha, whatever her name is. No disrespect to that queen. I just, I think it's Aisha um, and Kim Kardashian. Do I give a two fucks about Kim Kardashian? No. But to make comparisons of Aisha and like other women, um, like okay, a better, a better comparison would be Aisha Curry and um, Amber Rose, right? Oh, Amber Rose, she a hoe because she You don't know neither one of them ladies. The way you dress, present yourself, and speak out about your rights as a woman um, doesn't mean you're not a hoe. It doesn't mean that you're a good person or like whatever. You don't know nothing about neither one of them ladies, so shut the fuck up. Like, why are people always concerned with other folks? It's her body. She could do what the fuck she want to do with it. And we got to get away from, like, policing black women in ridiculous fucking ways. Um, and just the comparisons, like, it wasn't just Aisha Curry and, like, Amber Rose type of thing. But, like, everybody had something to say about Sierra this weekend. Leave Sierra the fuck alone because Sierra's not thinking about you. She's not. She's not thinking about you. Let CC be happy. With her man. Okay, yeah, she was with somebody fucked up before. Wasn't everybody with somebody fucked up before? 
Tyrone was with with somebody that was fucked up before. Kima and Keisha and Pam was with somebody that was fucked up before. Like, we've all been with somebody that's fucked up before. Like, whatever. It's in the past. Move beyond it. Don't worry about her shit. You don't know CC and Russell, and you don't know CC and Future. You just don't. Shut up. Don't say nothing. 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 Don't say shit. Don't say nothing. Nothing. <sighs> but I just, I don't know. I just been stretched out because people get on my nerves and the way these comments be coming in and the shit that I want to say. But see, I love black people. Had I not, listen, let me tell you my saving grace with my people every day is the fact that I changed my last name to black because I am black and I'm connected to black people all over this world. Wherever we're at, that's where I'm from. So had I not dedicated myself to black people in such a way, I don't know where I would be right. Never would have made it. <laughs> I would have lost it all. Because mm. let me tell you, black people, I love y'all unconditionally. I don't like some of y'all, especially some of y'all in my damn comments with this crazy shit. But so the question of the day on Monday, March 13th, 14th, whatever, March 14th was if you're dating somebody, do you ask them about their number? And see, patriarchy and sexism and misogyny and all of that shit came through in the same way it did when I started talking about Aisha Curry and Amber Rose and Kim Kardashian and how you need to mind your business about a woman and what it is that she's doing because she's allowed to do whatever it is she fucking wants and desires. Without your motherfucking judgments, because you don't know her. Same shit, different cast comes up when I start talking about numbers. All these dudes start coming in my comments like, oh, yeah, it's an old adage that say whatever a woman say, you got to multiply by three. And whatever a man says, you got to sub- subtract by, divide by three. Where are you getting this shit from? Because, once again, Jermaine Cole told you that... Women always lie, so you got to multiply by three. That's not true. Listen, I'm not going to give you an exact number, but I was going through an, a, a piece of my number the other day. I was struggling to come up with eight names. You hear me? Eight. Eight motherfucking names. And I know people be trying to reduce and come down to some shit and break down what I just said. Have I had sex with eight people in the last year? Absolutely not. Only one. And you can't multiply that by three. Because I didn't have sex with four fucking people. I've only had sex with one person in the last calendar year. That's it. That's it. That's it. Did you need to know that? No, absolutely not. But I just wanted to share that. Why? Because you can't multiply that shit by three. So how are you going to say, oh, if a woman says that, do you got to multiply it by three? No. Because if I said one in the last year, that's it's only one. It's on Fantasia want a whole song about how there's only one. There's only one. One. There's not three. There wasn't three people that I thought about or that I almost, that I let Netflix and chill me. 
and had to leave. Like, yeah, I'm not into that. No, only one. You can't get the, you can't get four out of one. You can't. It's just been one. And I don't know why. You know, if you ask me, you shouldn't ask people you dating or marrying or none of that shit what they motherfucking number is like. A lot of people said a lot of different things. And somebody that commented on here always got something to say. I don't like his ass. I don't. I I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And I appreciate people for sharing their opinions when they're being respectful. You know, like whatever. But this one cat, one, I know he not listening to my podcast. And he ugly. Anyway, that doesn't. He's. I want to say he's beautiful inside, but I don't think so. Judging by. Like, I met him in real life. Um, Y'all pray for me, because I shouldn't have said that. Um, That was so superficial. And I'm not a superficial person. But it's just indicative of the fact that his comments are constantly getting on my nerves. And I think he's obsessed with, like, fake-ass people who have a lot of followers on Instagram, and that's not a real thing. Like, get your life together. They're just human beings. Um... (laughs) <laughs> with some Instagram followers. Um anyway, like the comments on this thread are like funny. Like some people are just like what's the point? One dude was like I had a an ex who asked me. I told her the truth, but she lied about hers. I'm just like, "How you know she lied? Why cuz you think all women have to multiply by 3?" I don't know. A lot of people was just like, nah, don't even ask. Just keep it moving. But some people was like, you know, I want to know. Why? Why do you want to know? Don't ask people what they fucking number is. Just don't. I mean, because honestly, I couldn't give you a number. Fam, I just told y'all I was struggling with eight names. I can't give you a number. I don't, I mean, lucky for me, it's only been one person in the last year, so I could give you that name, but I, who was the person before that? Oh, dear God, I'm trying to think. See, that's, this is why you shouldn't have number conversations, because I'm not sure, and it can't even be a lot of people I just don't fucking remember. When was that? Because I was celibate for a long time. Anyway. Don't ask people about their fucking number. It's none of your. It's none of your business. If you want to get, it's, it's 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 nobody's business. But I encourage people to really hunker down. I think that's a word. Um, and be more revolutionary in their thinking versus reactionary in their thinking. Um, organizing locally. I mean, because for me, I've been trying to figure out for weeks, like, did we miss the class? Did we not get the class? Was McGraw-Hill and Pearson, like, missing some pages where you was from? Did y'all not have a book? Um, Did you not have a teacher? Did you have a long-term substitute? But for me, like, American history was taught constantly year after year after year after year after year with the same like little narrative and I, and I remember like writing down the notes on the three branches of the government and the checks and balances and local and state and federal government like do y'all not know how these 
entities work? Do they work in the favor of people of African descent? Absolutely not. But when they working for the people that it works for, um, the presidential election is like minuscule in the grand themes scheme of things. Because right now you might be in your car listening to this and you're running over potholes. Trump ain't got a damn thing to do with that. Hillary Clinton ain't got a damn thing to do with them potholes, boo. Unless you on the fucking interstate or some shit. But if you're on the interstate, depending on which one of them motherfuckers you on, that is your state government that you got to take up issues with and not the federal government. When it comes down to it, Congress and Senate and all these motherfuckers down on Capitol Hill who I've went to on numerous occasions talking about Troy Davis and Black Lives Matter and all of this shit trying to convince them that they need to do X, Y, and Z. Every one of these motherfuckers is some racist ass motherfuckers. Every one of them. You look at them. They don't even want to speak to your black ass unless, unless you got some money or you stupid. Like, that's just the way that it goes. That's the way love goes. I mean, well, it's not really love, but that's the way hate goes. <laughs> love haters, hater love. Like, they fucking racist. Those are the people that you need to be focusing on and concentrating on. Your mayor, your council member, your alderman. And if you don't know what an alderman is, you haven't watched Good Times before. But anyway, um, think local. No, I'm sober as fuck and still getting shit wrong. Sometimes I just be off and that's fine, but I'm going to fix it. Live local, think global, because we are global citizens of this world. Um, one thing that they taught me up on that hilltop, reared against the eastern sky, proudly there on hilltop high, far above the lake so blue, stands old Howard, firm and true. That's all I know, so I'm going to stop there. But y'all know I went to Howard. Hey, you, you know. So I went to Howard. One thing that they taught me while I was there was leadership and service for the global community. I think that's what it is. Y'all help me. Bisons. I said bisons on purpose because bison is already pure. Some people don't know that. If you don't know that, get your mind right. Bison. Um... But yeah, leadership and service for the global community. And that's something that they instilled in me. Why did they say for the global community? Because I am a part of the global community. Um, Pan-Africanism is something that we have to work on for this generation because we're missing those links. And it's important. Carrying around a motherfucking red, black and green flag is cute. But that's not linking you to other brothers and sisters throughout the diaspora or even here (laughs) in the United States of America. Live local, think global, reach out and touch somebody's hand from another place. Haiti, that's right there off from Miami to the Africans in Cuba. They restored service to Cuba. I'm pretty sure I saw some flights Um, in Jamaica. In South 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 America, um, Africa. I'm finna go to Africa, y'all. Mm, before my thirtieth, I'm a, people like, oh, where you going? Anywhere. 
What you doing? Anything. I'm putting a toe down on the motherland. I'm touching it. I'm going to see next to nearby where my ancestors came from, okay? Don't ask no more questions. I'm going to Africa. That's all that matters. I'm getting... Uh, listen, let me just sit in the airport. I ain't even got to... No, if I get that far, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going to see something. I'm going to get me a plate or something before I leave. And apparently it got to be vegetables because I'm vegan. Um, But y'all, it's time for me to get my black ass ready for work. Ooh, I'm going to be late, Jesus. Um, Love, peace, and soul to next week. That didn't really come out like I wanted it to, but it don't matter because y'all know me. Till next time, I'm out. Peace.